Fan Junkies Radio is brought to you by FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking.
So we can have some more losers around. All right, man, let's uh, let's jump into this. And uh, this is something we wanted to attack on Monday, but we had such a full program that we couldn't get to, Mike. And it is drugs in professional golf. Golf. Golf? Golf. Yes. PEDs in golf. Uh, one of our favorites here at Fan Junkies Radio, Greg Norman, uh, he says that golf's anti-doping procedures are disgraceful and blood testing needs to be instituted as soon as possible because of what other professional golfer, Vijay Singh, said about taking deer antler spray, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. What's the next sport to have PEDs in it? Can you imagine? Uh, well, I said it the other day. I said, well, we're we going to start drug testing, you know, uh, billiards players, you know, professional professional pool we got to check these guys out you know so well, you know consider i mean uh what's the uh what is it adderall the that's used for adhd it's supposed to give folks who do not have adhd uh a more focus yeah uh and i would venture a bet that that's some of probably what we might be talking about here in golf uh that's what's also been apparently plaguing uh nascar with the race drivers as well we've had a couple of drivers who have been suspended for usage of Adderall uh, just to keep focus. Uh, uh, Norman, however, is talking about, uh, you know, and, and the whole situation with Vijay Singh. Uh, we're talking about uh, deer antler. Now, that was actually for, uh, we saw that being used for, um, what was that, strength rebounding, really, right, Jonathan? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was, a, yeah, a, a lot of people were using it, so. You know, now, look, I've played, I've played, now, I haven't played golf in a long time. But, I mean, I have done my share of golf playing in the past. Did you take deer antler spray, Mike? (laughs) Did you spray it on your hamstrings? (laughs) Actually, I thought you were supposed to spray it on the clubs. Um, So, uh, but I I mean, look, I'm not saying golf is not an athletic endeavor. But, I mean, do you really need to have, you know, strength rebounding for golf? Seriously? I don't know, man. Unless they slam dunking it into the five hole. I mean, I, uh, you know, I think what what is kind of shocking about it, uh, Jonathan, is that we're we're starting. I mean, look, there doesn't seem to be a sport that's not tainted by it. So uh, it's it's everywhere. It's virtually everywhere. It, it's. Now it is, yeah. I mean, wow. You know, we've only been talking about the contact sports with the PEDs, the steroids, and all these illegal drugs. And all of a sudden, now, boom, we have them in professional golf. Golf. But I'm sure VJ Singh is not the only one that has done something. Well, obviously not. No, he's I the only one that just came out and said something. Yeah, I mean, he's become the poster boy now for the PGA, I guess, for, uh, you know, for uh, drug users. Uh, but, I mean, who'd have thunk it? I mean, I, that's the whole thing. Who'd have thunk it in a sport like golf? I never thought that Vijay Singh would be the bad boy of golf. Yeah, really. Most really? people don't even know who Vijay Singh is, so. Right. Well, but, I, I mean, it's it's a disgrace. It really is. And, I, and like I said, it just goes to – it goes to show you that we've got <laughs> – excuse me – drugs in every – obviously, every single sport. It makes no – it makes no difference. Yeah. Uh Greg Norman also came out to say any sportsman or sportswoman who uses an outside agency to improve their skills is cheating. It sickens me. They're putting a black eye on their sport 
If a sport gets itself clean and corporate dollars will always be there because people will know it's a sport they can trust, the rest will take care of itself, Mike. Yeah, but his comment, though, you know, Jonathan, it could be applied to any of our sports, any of them. Well, that's why he was talking for every sport, you know, yep. saying it, it, it does sick it because it puts a black eye on the person's sport, yep. whether that's golf, whether that's football, whether that's baseball. And it does because we've seen it with Major League Baseball, Mike, and I'm sorry, but instead of one black eye, Major League Baseball has bruises all over their whole body. Oh, you're not kidding. You know, I'm sorry. To me, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's sickening what goes on in baseball. Now, and it's sickening that after, what, 15 years, it's still going on. But, you know, with the revelation here that, in fact, obviously we've got it going on in a sport like golf, I got a question for you, Jonathan, and that is why don't we hear more about this sort of thing in the NHL? Why don't we hear more about it in hockey? It's got to be as prevalent in hockey as it is in other sports, if not more so. so. I'm sure that there has been players in hockey that has taken steroids, that has taken deer antler spray, PEDs, whatever you want to call it, Mike. But, and I'm going to go out there right now and, and, and say this, I think because they don't have the national coverage like other sports do, I think that really puts them behind everybody. So everybody's going to come out first before something happens in the NHL. But with deer antler spray being the kind of thing that, as we pointed out, you know, is frequently used for recovery – uh, with a contact sport like hockey, you would think that it would be, as I pointed out, it would be a lot more prevalent. You would think so, but it's not because you you never hear about it. Maybe it's see that's the whole thing. I can't I can't believe that it's not that it's not, and we're just not. And as you point out, we're just not hearing it. I don't know, man. Um, like I said, I'm sure it's happened in hockey, but whoever's keeping it under wraps, they're doing a damn good job of it. Because yeah, they sure are. I'll tell you. You're absolutely right about that. The deer antler spray, you put it on the skin. That's what you have to do, Mike. Remember that next time you go. I'll, I'll keep that in mind, yeah. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> All right, man. Well, talking about PEDs and illegal oh, this, this, Yeah, this is just this is priceless. So did PED and drug user, and that's Barry Bonds. Priceless. Former Pittsburgh Pirates and San Francisco Giants outfielder Barry Bonds. A very rare 1987 Don Ross rookie PSA of Barry Bonds. Is on eBay, Mike. Yep. And it's signed. And it's signed by him. It's the same signed card, which usually goes for about $125, but they're asking about $100,000 of it. It's because of four ironic words that are on the card, Mike. And you know what those are? (laughs) Two drugs. (laughs) What skinny pirate Barry Bonds wrote on somebody's card, say no to drugs, and that person is selling it for $100. Thousand dollars, Mike. It's priceless. Absolutely. When you when you sent this one over to me this morning, my first reaction, and you had me on the line, and you said you're reading off what, and I I, I just screamed. I just I, I just screamed. Oh no! That's exactly what I screamed. We all screamed it. I I, I couldn't believe it. This is this is incredible. The, just, it, it, it's it's just wow wow. When I saw it, I I, I laughed uncontrollably for a little bit. And then I sat down and focused, you know, just was thinking about it. I was like, wow, unbelievable. I'm, I'm telling you. That, listen, $100,000, that card is worth it. You well, know, you and I have talked about collectibles in the past, you know, well, at, 
uh, the outrageousness of, of how much money some of these collectibles go for, that one's worth it. The seller says this card represents the most unique and ironic collectible available for the polarizing star. He also says the card has been verified by PSA. So, listeners, if you collect memorabilia and you have $100,000, please buy a Barry Bonds autographed rookie card that says Say No to Drugs on it. Give us a call, 347-237-5373. Let us know if you can actually buy it. That's the kind of open forum Wednesday we're running here today, folks. Now, I, th- I think it's outstanding. I'm telling you right now, if I had a spare... Hundred thousand dollars, I wouldn't think twice about getting this one for my collection. Mike, if you had this hundred thousand dollars, we'd be on AM radio right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know what, man? So you're gonna tell me I can't spend my money the way I want? <laughs> no, because we need to make more. <laughs> I want this card, I want it framed and I want it hanging on the wall here at the frat house. Oh, that is priceless. I'm, I'm telling you, man, if you had an extra 100K line around, you would have an AM antenna outside your house right now. <laughs> and I'm sure a sidekick would be sending the gremlins there to knock it down again. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I tell oh, you. that is awesome. Great, great stuff. Great, great stuff. So, yeah, like I said, if anybody is out there that would buy a Barry Bonds rookie card autographed where Barry Bonds wrote, say no to drugs on this card for $100,000, and you had an extra $100,000 to throw around. Let us know if you'd buy it. Give us a call, 347-237-5373. And then after that, we're going to ask you to invest in an AM antenna for us. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You can find us on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. (laughs) So we can get an AM antenna. All right. Now we go from drugs and golf and baseball to politicians. Using drugs? Yeah, this this guy's got to be on drugs. <laughs> it's I wow. Um, all right, so here we go. Um, a member of the Washington D.C. Council is planning to submit a resolution calling on the NFL's Washington Redskins, Mike, to change their nickname because it's racist and it's derogatory. And he also says it's time to make that change. He would like them to go from the Washington Redskins. To the Washington Red Tails. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> David Grosso, the, this D.C. councilman, said he would like the team to change its name to Red Tails in honor of the uh, – who who was it again? I can't remember who it was now. Uh, uh, yeah, I did read the whole thing. I'm trying to read – trying to see. Was it the Tuskegee Airmen? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Pioneer group. Tuskegee, the Tuskegee Airmen, right. Yeah. Or you know, if nobody knows who the Tuskegee Airmen, you know, African American pilots who served in uh, World War II. Um, okay, that's cool. I, I mean, yeah, you know, honor them. That's great. You can't change the name. It's got to stay the Redskins, Mike. Well, it seems to me. Um, it, on top of which, all right, look, I, 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 I appreciate the fact he wants to remember the Tuskegee Airmen. All right, that's all fine and good. Except it, it's a bit innocuous, isn't it? Most people don't know that nickname. In fact, I didn't know it until I actually read it, and I had no idea it had any reference to the Tuskegee Airmen. So when you take the name alone by itself, it just sounds flat-out stupid. Yeah. It sounds like a bird. I, when I first read it, I thought, what is, what is a red tail? Is that a type of bird? In which case, then, I was going to say, well, you know, wait a minute. We've got to stop with naming teams after birds. 
because you know that's just not right. We're we're defaming birds. I mean, listen. <laughs> at first, when I read it, I thought it was like you know a hooker that was spanked or something. <laughs> it was terrible. I mean, I looked down like seriously, red tails. I don't know if I want to wear a hat that says red tails on it. Oh my gosh! I don't know if I want to wear a shirt that says red tails on it. But it listen, it goes to this whole thing where we're talking about, you know, I mean, we, oh, God, the political correctness is just run uh, run overboard at this point. You know, how far are we going to take this? We've got the Cleveland Indians over in, uh, in, in baseball. We've got the Chicago Blackhawks in the NHL. I know I'm going to miss a couple of the Atlanta Braves over in uh, uh, the uh, in Major League Baseball. You've got Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL. How far are we going to go? How far are we going with this? Yeah. Well, look at that. I mean, you know, back in the uh, mid-90s, uh, you know, St. John's University had to change from Red Men to Red Storm. I don't know if you remember that, Mike. Yes, I do. Yep. But, you know. Actually, I don't know if they had to. That wasn't a situation where they were sanctioned to. No, that's but they were getting a lot of heat. Yeah, I think that was a situation where they made the decision to do so. Um, and they tried to get ahead of. They were trying to get ahead of what they felt was going to be a uh, you know a PC storm that was coming their well, way. There was a lot of pressure coming in from uh, colleges and universities from the NCAA to basically change their names so they could be more sensitive to the Native American culture. Sidekick is recommending the uh, the Washington team uh, be named the Washington Gingers. Huh. Uh, that could be just about as politically incorrect. <laughs> is there is there a quarterback going to be Sean White? Uh, probably Andy Dalton. I think that's who they want to go after. Or Andy Dalton. There you go. You know that would be pretty cool. About <laughs> the Washington Gingerbread Men. <laughs> is that racist and derogatory to gingerbread cookies? Oh, uh, it, it's you know it, it's. I don't know. Is you know really is this an issue? I mean, I'm, I I throw it out to the audience. Is this an issue? And, and you know, it always seems that we're always coming back to the Washington one. I guess it's because um, the Washington name is actually making reference to a group of people, whereas when you're talking about something like the Kansas City Chiefs, we're just talking about a, a kind of a brand. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. You're not yeah. talking about specific, a specific you're paying product. to the higher end or, you know, right. the higher up, you know? You know, even with the Atlanta Braves – all right, that's that's more of a uh, of a you know just kind of a, a a broader term as opposed to going specifically when you're talking about the Redskins, you know, the whole concept of the Red Man, you know. Yeah. Um, but is I mean, it truly when you're even talking just about one specific team, the Redskins here, is it really an issue? I, you know, listen, if there was a lot of Native American tribes. Uh, representatives coming out and really making a big thing about this, Mike. Then I say, all right, now it's time to sit down and probably try to figure something out. I don't hear any of that coming out. Yeah, this all seems like a lot of uh, self-inflicted guilt or something, you know, on the part of us, you know, uh, what? On the part of white Anglo-Saxon Americans who uh, just want to kind of go out and whip ourselves Oh God, let's let's beat ourselves up for uh, the sins of our fathers. I mean, you know, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It is. I uh, listen. I honestly, I, I don't, certainly hope the name does not get changed. I, I hope it doesn't do. I I honestly don't think that it really um, bothers people. 
in the Native American culture. I think if it did, you would hear a lot about it, Mike, because if, God forbid, a team came out with a team name that was derogatory and racist against an African American or a Caucasian, you, you would hear a lot about it. Sure. You know, the Native American community is not as large as it used to be, Mike, but they're still there and they're still prevalent. Let, let me ask you a question, uh, and, and and understandably, this is a hypothetical because you know it's impossible to tell. But you know, it, it, let's just say for a moment that the Washington Redskins did not exist, Jonathan, and there was a proposal put forth to start a franchise uh, for the next, you know, in the next couple of years in the D.C. area. Yeah. And the proposal was put forth that the name of them would be the Washington Redskins, and it's 2013 right now. Yeah. Would you have a problem with the name now? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I don't think, think so. But at the happen- same time, I don't think that they would do that kind of name. You know what I mean? Right. I, I agree. I, 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 I personally wouldn't have a problem with it. If they came out and named the team the Washington Indian Killers, then, yeah, you know, I would have a problem with it. I, I don't necessarily think it's 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 real, you know, really derogatory, you know? Right. You know, uh, it, you know, I, I I hate to talk about you know race and and racism because of course I don't want to offend everybody. I love our uh, Native American brothers and sisters. Uh, love the culture. I think it's phenomenal. But um, you know, I, I I think it's up to them, Mike. It's not up to you, me. It's not up to uh, you know David Grosso, the Washington politician. It's up to the Native American community. If they go out and go after the NFL and the Washington Redskins, that the name needs to be changed because they are highly insulted by it. I guarantee you, within the next couple of years, it'll be changed. But they're not doing that. So is it because they aren't insulted by it, they just don't care, or they already did it and it's been put under wraps? I mean, I would agree with you that if the Redskins didn't exist and there was a proposal put forth today, that I think the framers of that particular franchise, as they were developing the team and coming up with logos and brand names and trademarks and all that kind of thing, I think that everyone probably would steer away from a name like the Redskins. I think that that's the way today's society oh, it would, would be. be. It would be, absolutely. absolutely. However, in light of the fact that the Redskins have been in, you know, the, the, the Washington Redskins have been around for God knows, I don't even know how many years. You know, I have no idea when they, when they first came into the NFL. But in light of that, that they've been there and there's a tradition there, I think we have to respect that. I think there has to be something to be said for and recognizing that recognizing that in today's world it probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. So having said that though, I think there also needs to be a little respect given to tradition. Yeah. Well that, they that, were, that's where I guess I kinda of temper it. They were established in nineteen thirty two, Mike, as the Boston Braves. Okay. So All right. The Boston Braves, Mike. But then again, should we turn around and guess what? Atlanta, you have to change your name now? Right. You know, right. Kansas City, you have to change your name now? Cleveland, you have to change your name now? I mean, you know, where's it going to stop? So, right. right. Let's bring in somebody right now from the 610 area code. Right. What's up? Go. What's going on, guys? It's Psychic. Hey, oh. Psychic. How are we doing today? Eh, yeah, you know, work is work. Uh-huh. But, so, you know, <clears throat> you know, talking about this Redskins thing, you know, it, it, I, the community has gotten so PC with stuff mm-hmm. that now, you know, you have, like, you know, what John was saying about, you know, 
if Native Americans were really offended and really wanted to push to have the name changed, <clears throat> they would have the name changed. Absolutely. You know, but, you know, everybody's gotten so galvanized around being PC that you have everybody who's not associated with it coming up and speaking for people saying, hey, this is derogatory. Right. Well, you know, that, I, mean, I think it, that's kind of what we're, you know, what we're seeing here. You know, you, you've got it going, you know, across all sorts of issues now where, you know, you have everybody else that isn't even, you know, the party that should be, you know, feeling discriminated against or, right. you know, derogatory. You know, you have all those other people stepping up and saying, hey, that's discriminatory. That's, you know, derogatory. That's this, that's this. You know, instead of just mind their own business, well, you know, I, I and kind of making, leaving things, you know, leaving things where they are. Yeah, you're making the point that I made earlier. It's almost as if we, as a generation today, want to sit around and beat ourselves up or flog ourselves for what we feel, in a guilt sort of way, for what we feel are the sins of our fathers. Yeah. You know, yeah. which to me is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know what, and... There are a few Native American politicians in this country. These are the guys that could lead the charge against all of these professional sports teams to really, you know, change names and take action here. But we haven't heard anything. I, I, I mean, John Lear from Sports Blogger just wrote in our room. He goes, uh, you know, has anyone asked any Native Americans how they feel about it? Right. I, I haven't heard a Native American speak about it. And I would love, love, love to hear somebody from the Native American community either call in today here on uh, Fan Junkies Radio or write a blog or whatever and really talk about how they feel about these professional sports names. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's that's what I would love to see happen. But, you know, they're just not that kind of people. You know, they don't want to be in the spotlight like that, so I don't think that's going to happen. I think, you know... If there's a bunch of politicians that are going to jump on and really push Washington Redskins to change their name to the Red Tails or something else, it's you know it'll happen in due time. But if the Native American community came out and made a big stink about it, I think it would be changed by next year. Yeah, no, oh, absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll throw one. I'll throw one out there that's even a little bit better, and let's make it personal for a moment. Psychic, I know that by by nationality you're you're basically German, right? Right, and I'm also okay. I'm German, and I'm also 25 percent Native American through my father. Okay, so now, uh, but the majority, you know, the the majority of your nationality is German. So let's just say Correct. for a moment there was a franchise that was starting in I don't know some town called Luxembourg in in here in America. I don't know some t- little town, and, and so they're going to name the uh, the uh, the uh, team the Luxembourg uh, Krauts. Would that offend you? No, absolutely not. Right. Yeah. You know, and but, then Uncle you know, Mark it, was even saying, you know, even saying, you know, on on the, the frat house fan Facebook page, you know, about you know being Irish, you know, right. and it, you know, you you know, some stuff you actually take as a positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know what you I know, mean? It's yes, it's you know, it's a slang term that was you know may have originally been derogatory, but you now embrace it. Well, yeah, you know. I mean, you know what, you you know, you haven't heard anybody call a German Fritz, you know, since probably, uh, you know, the 80s, and now you say it now, oh, yeah, you know what, you're such a Fritz. No, nobody knows what that is anymore. Right, know? exactly. You know, nobody knows, you know, oh, yeah, you're a box head. 
come on, man. Nobody knows what that is anymore. You know, it's. it's I don't even know what that. I don't even know what that is. Man, and you were around for World War Two, Mike. You should know that. <laughs> no, I wasn't around for World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did not personally know the Tuskegee Airmen. <laughs> come on now, Mike was doing talk. Mike was doing. Mike was doing talk shows during Washington's camp in Valley Forge. Uh, oh, you really? I thought he was rowing the boat. Uh, yeah, we were trying to get an AM. We were try at that time. They were trying to come up with an AM antenna for us. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get one at the frat house. Man. Uh, but you know what? I agree. It's uh, you know, I want to see somebody from the Native American community come out and talk about this. I think once that happens, then I think okay, let's think about changing this name. For now, just because of Washington D.C. politician, but I like what John Leary said. Let's them. What did he say? Oh, the politician aspects. Yeah, well, no, yeah, but he also made another great comment. John Leary did in our chat room. Uh, I'm offended the Notre Dame uh, that Notre Dame calls themselves the Fighting Irish. That's such a stereotype. Ah, uh, couldn't agree that for a long time, Mike. Couldn't agree with you more there, Leary. That's a good one. Uh, God knows how much I love that Irish team. Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm offended oh, by yeah. those guys from Boston who wear Phillies hats. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm offended by. They just got you, John. They just got you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, you know, what? let's go from all these talks of people using drugs to even more people that we think are using drugs, and it's these offers coming out for Tim Tebow, Mike. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah. Um. One of the first offers that he got was from the Omaha Beef Indoor Team. They want to offer Tim Tebow $75 per game contract to be a backup player for them. This is insulting. Absolutely insulting. Um, you know, this guy, you know, I, I made the comment on uh, on the Fred House Sports Facebook page uh, last evening. Look, I don't care whether you like the guy or not. I don't care whether you think he's talented or not. I don't care whether you think he's a good quarterback or not. I don't. It doesn't make any difference. This guy is still a young guy. He's played two years professionally, really, if you want to count it, really only half a year. Yeah. Um, he's a big, strong, athletic guy who's got a lot to offer uh, to, to football or to some other sport. And to come out and offer this guy $75 a game to play in an indoor you know, who gives a damn league, all right, out in Omaha, I don't understand why people feel that it's okay to just insult this man. I don't get it, and I right. think it's wrong. It's I, – I don't know. I don't know. Sidekick, you've been uh, reading some of this stuff. What do you think well, about it? Well, you know, I think it was, you know, it was possibly a good move, PR move for them. It got their name out there, you know, and, you know got a couple of yuckles. I don't find that so much offensive as I actually find the starting quarterback's comments saying, oh, yeah. hey, I could teach him a thing or two. Are you kidding me? You're the starting quarterback for the Omaha Beef. What yeah. do you What do you possibly teach Tim Tebow? Yeah, I mean, this, Other this than is a guy that... the good steakhouses are in Omaha. Yeah, basically. This is a guy that's won NFL games and got his team into the NFL playoffs. You know, yeah, exactly. yeah, nobody from Omaha Beef is going to say, I'm going to teach this guy a thing or two. No, because if you knew how to play quarterback, you wouldn't be playing for the Omaha Beef. Exactly. Well, and let's not forget, too. I mean, it wasn't like when he went to the Denver Broncos, but that was the first time he ever played quarterback. No. I mean, you know, for God's sake, 
I, I, I don't get it. And see, this was one of the questions that I asked yesterday uh, on the Frat House Sports Facebook page. Uh, do Is it because people look at Tim Tebow as a caricature of himself that they feel it's okay to just poke fun at him? I don't get it. I It, it, it possibly could be, but I, but I hate to say it. You know what? I blame the media for this, Mike. Oh, I blame I it horribly. You know what? First and foremost, ESPN, man, for this 24-7 coverage of this guy. Skip Bayless? Skip Bayless, you yeah, know? Skip, I, yeah, definitely Skip. It's, it's, I mean, it's he, he 24-7 was... coverage of this guy just because he leaves the Broncos and goes to New York or just because he won three or four games in Denver and because, what, he's religious. Okay, who cares? He's a exactly. football player first, and he's a human being. Exactly. Just because he's religious – there's a lot of guys in sports that are religious. I don't see 24-7 coverage of them. Yeah, you know? right. right. You're, you're absolutely well, right, and I do not understand that, and I've never understood it right from the very beginning. There's a lot of guys out there that were. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of guys that were very openly uh, religious. Um, it's guys that, you know, by their fans and by their teammates were called preacher. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dawkins. From yeah. the Eagles, you know, very, very openly religious, and yet no one, no one thought would even consider uh, uh, poking fun at him or telling him to shut his mouth or we don't want to hear it or take your religion someplace else. Nobody ever even considered telling him to do something like that. He did not get maligned the way this guy does. I don't get it. I do not understand. And when you've got teams like the Omaha Beef, I'm sorry, and I, I hear what Psychic say. That okay, well they got you know Omaha Beef got their got their fifteen seconds of fame there. That's you know by putting it that. by putting it out there. I got that. That's all fine and good, but still, nonetheless, it's an insulting thing to do. It's an insulting offer. Oh, we'll offer you seventy five dollars a game. This guy's a professional football player, for God's sake. Well, you know what, and and, and this goes back to where I say I blame the media because. Because of what they did to Tebow with this 24-7 coverage, it gives 15 seconds of fame to people like the Omaha Beef and the LFL. Yep. Let's talk about the LFL's offer. They offered Tim Tebow, and I'm not going to name who, but it is the commissioner over there, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, publicity, because that's all he wants. He offered Tim Tebow an offer to be the quarterback's coach nationally, but he had the – and I'm, I'm just going to – he had the balls – to go out there and say, because Tim Tebow's career in the NFL may be coming to an end. How in the hell do you know? Why would anybody consider for a moment that his career might be coming to an end? As I just pointed out, he's only played half a season. It's an insult. Absolutely it's an insult. From a moron. Yeah. Completely. Well, I think, you know, also with sports media, I think, or just media in general, you know, they like to build these people up, put them on pedestals just to break them down. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's a shame. I mean, listen, we all know when you go into the NFL, the NBA, whatever, you're going to get into the spotlight somehow if something happens. But I think what ESPN and all these other things, they, they took what they normally do and they enhanced it by 50. Yeah. The T-bowing stuff. You know, girls he's dating. You know, uh, the twenty four seven coverage because he went to the New York Jets was was, was disgusting. Yeah, the whole ver- yeah, if he went to the Oakland Raiders or he went to the Jacksonville Jaguars first, they they still would have did the twenty four seven coverage because I, I don't know what kind of infatuation they have with this guy. But I'm gonna tell you right now, if he doesn't play in the NFL again, I blame nobody but the media 
And I hate to say it, I blame the way the New York Jets used them last year. Oh, I agree with you. you let, know, me, let me throw out... Busted with the way me, the New York Jets used them, and that's my favorite NFL team. Let me throw out another theory here, and, and, and I'll get a sounding word from you two guys on this one. We've talked about the fact that this guy, you know, we've tried to figure out what, what, what's been the galvanizing thing about him. Uh, you know, why has he been, why is he so polarized? Um, you know, is it the religious beliefs? All right. Or is it the religious beliefs connected with the whole virginity thing? Or is it because he's the poster child for a baby that was supposed to be, I guess, aborted, but wasn't? And look at him now, you know? Because that's what, because you hear that, you hear the, you hear the religion, you hear the virginity. I mean, I've never seen somebody's personal life put out there so much before in my life. But see, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, trying to draw the parallel, you know, because even John Leary in the chat room, he's throwing out some names of some other openly religious uh, athletes, particularly in the NFL. And, and you know, we brought up a couple. There, there are there are more than a couple, for God's sake. Uh, why is it that his particular religious uh, fervor is is more prominent than others? Does it have anything to do with the connection to the whole virginity thing? And that's that's I kind of think that that's part of it. You know what? If I don't think so, only because AC Green, former NBA player, everybody knows him. Championships with the Lakers. He played from 1985, Mike, to 2001. He began his career and ended his NBA career as a virgin. He only lost his virginity when he recently got married in the 2000s, Mike. But yeah, but was that was that heavily known, Jonathan? Yeah, I, people I, knew I, about that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't remember, I don't remember there being a, a, the the kind of chat about that. I remember they, hearing that right in the late 80s, Mike. Hmm. Uh, you know, and it, it was it was it was a pretty big deal at, at that point because you know this is something, especially coming out of the 80s, nobody would even think could be possible. Right. You know, especially for a professional sports player, Mike. So you're going to do the 20... Well, maybe all the more reason, though, that we're hearing about it with, with Tebow, because, I mean, you're talking about the late 80s. Well, God, for God's sake, we're into the 21st century. Yeah, but he was playing up until 2001. You know, in 2001, we had MySpace. You know, we had cell phones. We had, you know, the beginning of tablets. And, you know, there was, you know... I'm telling you, social networking started in 1997, 1998. By the time 2001 came around, it was it was already big. Well, and God knows too. God knows too. I mean, the reputation the NBA has for 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 these guys, you know, as far as the women go and everything else. I'm saying, and considering that AC Green came from a Christian town in Hermiston, Oregon, out of a Christian, a very very heavy Christian background, Mike. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, but you got to look at. You know, the hype with Tebow started when he was in college. I mean, that's when that heart, that whole hype train started. Yeah, and then once true. he, you know, once he got a senior and started going to the draft, that's when it, you know, just kicked into overdrive. Yeah. Whereas I think AC Green was more kind of, it was well known, but it was like, it was more under the radar. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I mean and he, also it was, you got to look at social media as well. I mean, I'm sure social media has played a role in this. Versus, you know, back in you know back in the early '90s with you know AC Green. Yeah, yeah. Now let me say this: you look at the 2010 draft where Tim Tebow was selected, number 20, uh, you know, number 25 to the Broncos. There were so many people that were better than him coming out of college that year. 
You know, just name a few. Sam Bradford, Ndamukong Sue, Russell Okung, C.J. Spiller, Ryan Matthews, Jason Pierre-Paul, Maurice Pouncey, Jermaine Gresham. I mean, you, you can name dozens of them. Why was this guy, and that's what Mike is saying, why was this guy so infatuated with by the media? Wasn't he, however, also, uh, I'm trying to remember, who won the Heisman that year? Wasn't he a Heisman candidate? Um, not entirely sure. Yeah, no, he actually won the Heisman Trophy. There you go. That's why, Jonathan. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought I, I was going to say, did he win the Heisman? Or uh, at least I know he was a a candidate. And I think that's why, uh, you know, he went when he did. Yeah. Um, oh, in fact, I, I, I think there were a lot of people. If, and 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 you know what they did to Tebow really just blows them all apart. It, yeah, but if you think back, if you recall back to that draft, and I do re, I do recall this now. There was there was talk that in fact he would have gone a lot higher than twenty five. So, and that was all because of the Heisman driven situation. Damn man! So did Regina well, going into the second round, man, are we going to have twenty four seven coverage of him now? Here's an interesting, you know, kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, twist on the story. Could he be a victim of his own marketing? Could some of this stuff in college, this big media spin and everything like that, be a result of his possible his agent trying to drum up news on him? I don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the because... you know, like the you know, the publicity spin. You know, getting his name out there and stuff like that. Could that be you know an adverse effect? Adverse effect, possibly. You're talking three years ago now when a lot of that would have been going on, you know, right prior to the draft. Um, it seems to me that, um, uh, you know, it, it, it's, such a, it's such an information immediacy world that we live in today that I don't – I think, you know, what what we've got now is we've got we've – got, it's driving itself. It's not, it's not anything that would have actually occurred back then. That's, that's, that's my thinking on it. Yeah. I don't uh, know. It's, it's you know, I, I, here's the bottom line. I think it's a shame what some of the stories that you're hearing coming out about this guy. I think he's, I think he's a very good athlete who has something to offer to a game someplace. And and I, I, I frankly think it, you know, listen, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it wouldn't be football. Um, I, I, quarterback may not be the right position for him. We've talked about putting him, you know, that we could. There are many of us who see him potentially playing a tight end position, and I think that that, that would work a whole heck of a lot better. Um, but you know, for for people like the LFL or 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 the so uh, uh, Omaha Beef to be coming out and making these kinds of offers, I think it's just downright insulting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, this definitely will not be the end of this. You know that for sure. We'll hear a lot more Tim Tebow. We'll hear a lot more offers coming out of other factions. So we'll talk about that again, Mike. Yep. All right, All right. sidekick. Sidekick. We're gonna let you get back yep. to work, I guess. Thank you, brother. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah. Take care. Let's. Uh, we're gonna go over to our NBA and NHL playoff updates. But before we do that, Mike, uh, a little yeah. bit of news coming out yesterday. Um, Sacramento Kings. It looks like they're staying in Sacramento now. Well, yeah. At least that's the. Uh, that was the way the vote went. Apparently, the other day from the relocation committee. Yes. Uh, you said I believe it was unanimous, right? Uh, unanimous decision. Okay, now I'm going to throw. Uh, listen, you and I come down on this, uh, and we've talked about this whole situation with Sacramento. 
uh, on numerous occasions. I, for one, uh, you know, it's a given. It's a given the Maloofs have got to go, and they're going to be gone. The, you know, and, and so I'm, I'm thrilled for Sacramento that that's going to happen. Um, I'm also – I, unlike yourself, I'm happy that the Kings are going to stay in Sacramento. I know that, I know that you wanted – I know that you wanted a team up in Seattle, and I think Seattle deserves one. Yeah. But uh, to me, not at the expense of, of Sacramento. Now, I got a question for you. Why would the relocation committee vote, and as unanimously as they did, why did they vote to keep Sacramento where they are? Not entirely sure, Mike. I know. It's, it's a little bit fuddling, isn't it? Especially if they're losing as much money as they said they were in Sacramento. Why would they want to keep a team there? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Sacramento. I didn't want to see the Kings leave, but with the loss of money, I thought it could rejuvenate the franchise by going to Seattle, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, very happy for the fans. Very, very happy for former Phoenix Suns point guard and Sacramento Mayor Kevin Johnson. Right. Um, he worked tirelessly on this, Mike. He sure did. I mean, he really did a phenomenal job of going to battle for the Sacramento Kings fans, Mike. I'd love to get him on the air with us. Yeah, we've already reached out to him I know. multiple times. I've talked to his office out in Sacramento. Um, He's just busy, you know. We'd love to have him on. I, I will reach out to him again to see if we can get him on there. And uh, if we do, it would be an honor to have him on here, not only as one of uh, the great basketball point guards, but to have the mayor of Sacramento on here. Um, we will try that again. But, listen, congratulations to Sacramento. And uh, most of all, congratulations to the Kings fans. You guys deserve it. But now let this rejuvenate you guys. Get out to the games, no matter how bad your team is, because they won't be bad for long. Oh, I agree. I think, I think, you know, you, you and great great going there, Jonathan. You make a, a you make a good plea to the fans of Sacramento. Look, you've just gotten yourself a second life. Yeah, get out there and support them now. Yeah, don't disappoint Kevin Johnson, your mayor. Don't disappoint your city because if this comes around again and they continue to lose money, Mike, the Sacramento Kings will be out of Sacramento sometime in the future. I agree, but no you can't you can't seem to figure out why. I mean, because I agree with you that. On paper, it would have seemed that the NBA would have preferred this team to make the move to Seattle and become a more solvent franchise. Yeah. And you can't seem you 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 just you you yourself can't seem to figure out a reason why. Huh? I can't because listen, Steve Hansen, the Seattle businessman who wanted to move there, he bid three hundred sixty-five million dollars for sixty-five percent of the team, Mike. And then he made a separate deal with the bankruptcy court to pay $15 million for another 7%. Right. And he was also willing to pay millions more in relocation fees and arena development in the market. That is a big, big, big cash influx into the NBA. Yeah. Why would they want to keep them in Sacramento is the thing that baffles me. I'm, I'm happy for Sacramento, but why would they turn down Chris Hansen? Yep, I know. I Wow. Wow. I, I just don't know. I don't know. But we'll definitely uh, try to reach out to Mayor Johnson and get him on here with us sometime in the future to talk about this. Um, once again, congratulations to the Sacramento Kings fans. But don't disappoint your mayor and don't disappoint your city. Get out to these games. Support your Kings so they can stay in Sacramento for many more years to come. Absolutely. Let's talk NBA playoffs, Mike. Two games last night in the build. Nuggets defeated the Warriors 107-100. A very, very physical game. Warriors now lead the series. 3-2. to two. In the other game, 
Grizzlies defeated the Clippers in 103-93. Grizzlies now lead the series 3-2, to two, Mike. Yeah. Uh, that's, tonight, com- that's coming down to the wire, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's coming down. It's it's a great, great series. Both of them are. Very- yeah, I, I'm a little bit surprised that the Grizzlies are playing as well as they are, I'll be honest. Absolutely. We got three games going tonight. The Knicks could get into the second round with a win over the Boston Celtics as they lead 3-1. to one. Pacers and Hawks both tied two games apiece in the first round here going tonight. And also, the Oklahoma City Thunder can wrap it up, move into the second round with a win over the Houston Rockets tonight, Mike. Yep, yep. Let's look at NHL playoffs. Three games last night, Mike. First three games of the playoffs. And if you didn't think NHL playoff games could be any more exciting, then I really hope you tuned in last night because, wow, three amazing games last night. First off, we had the Blackhawks and Wild go into overtime. The Blackhawks won 2-1 to one thanks to goals from Bickle and Marion Hossa. Another game went into overtime, Mike. The Blues and the defending champion, Los Angeles Kings. And thanks to Alexander Steen, the Blues won 2-1. Yep. to one. But let's go over to a game that I thought was going to be the most exciting one of the night. And I was not let down, Mike, because the first two games I think were more exciting and it really set a precedent for last night. The Ducks defeated the Red Wings 3-1 to one to take a one nothing lead in the series. But how about Timu Solani? Yep. The ageless wonder. We were talking about that pre-show. 42 years old, scored the game winner. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, this guy just thought he looks as good as he did 15 years ago. I I agree. I agree. Amazing. Amazing. But the Red Wings down 1-0 to the Ducks. The Ducks. Tonight's games, Mike. We got the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Boston Bruins. The New York Islanders taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the San Jose Sharks taking on the Vancouver Canucks, Mike. There you go. Yep. Going to be some good, good stuff, man. Can't wait. MLB update, Mike. Let's take a look at the standings out in Major League Baseball, out in the American League East, Mike. The Boston Red Sox, 18-8, and eight, has a two-game lead over the Yankees, who are now in second place, Mike. Mm-hmm. They're doing it once again, the Yankees, with absolutely nobody on their roster. It's amazing. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Out in the AL Central. 15-10 and 10 record goes for the Detroit Tigers. Only a half-game lead, Mike, over the Kansas City Royals, who we keep talking about. Going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's the way that Central Division is going to go all year long. Get ready for it, folks. Absolutely. It's going to be fun, and as we always say here, root for the underdog. We'd love to see the Kansas City Royals. Kansas City Royals, baby. With AL Central, man. How amazing would that be for Kansas City? Absolutely. Out in the AL West, Texas Rangers with a two-game lead over the Oakland Athletics. At 17-9, and nine, Mike. Yep. Let's look in the NL last night. Um, your Phillies got spanked by the Cleveland Indians, Mike. Oof, oh boy, it was ugly. Really, really ugly. How many home runs did they let up last night? Uh, was it seven? I think it was seven. Oh. Jim Jim Williams is in the uh, chat room. Uh, he, I, I believe it was seven, Jim, I think. So maybe you can let me know. Seven. He's right. Yep, he said seven. Yep. So out in the NL East... Atlanta, first place, 17-9, and nine, followed by the Nationals, followed by your Phillies, Mike, and then followed by my Mets, Marlins, in last place, and that's where they're going to stay the year. Let me point out, though, will somebody take a look at those Marlins having won three in a row at this point? Yeah, that one last. Three in a row? Lost six in a row now. Mm-hmm. Tell you, man, that, that Colorado trip screwed them up. But what's going on with Doc Holliday, man? Whoa. 
you know, we all we, we kind of holiday now. Yeah, we thought we thought after you know the past two outings that well, okay, maybe we're starting to get it together. Uh, boy, last night was just uh, it was tough viewing. Tough viewing. Very very difficult to watch. Did you turn it off or did you watch the whole game, Mike? Uh, no, we had it on the whole time. I mean, we were watching multiple things all at the same time as we usually do here at the frat house. So we just uh, you know kind of had it going. And then we had uh, hockey games going and other things going here as well. So, but, uh, no, we didn't turn it off. We wait, let it go wait. to the end. Do you mean Sidekick was watching hockey? No, Sidekick wasn't here. Oh, okay. I was going to say. He smelled hockey and didn't come, huh? No, no. Listen, he's, he's, he's dead set and he's firm on it. I mean, even with the St. Louis Blues in the playoffs, uh, he, he, I, I got to give it to him. He has been true. You know, listen, you know he wants to watch it. I know he does, and I, I just... You know, he's dying to watch it, but he wants to stick to his guns and make himself look like a man. <laughs> <laughs> he's been true to his word. Uh, good for him, man. All right, let's finish up our MLB update here out in the NL Central. The St. Louis Cardinals have a half-game lead over both the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Milwaukee Brewers with a record of 15-11. Cincinnati Reds only one game out in third place there, Mike. Yep. Probably the most, uh, That's the most competitive division competitive in division. baseball. Yep, right, right now. Yep. Absolutely. And out in the AL West, Colorado Rockies still at the top of the heap with a one-game lead over both the Arizona Diamondbacks and the San Francisco Giants with a 16-11 and record. Dodgers two-and-a-half games back. Padres five-and-a-half games back, too. So that's pretty competitive there as well, Mike. Yeah, you keep waiting for this division to change up a little bit and uh, kind of, like, reverse itself. Yeah, because you know I keep looking for San Fran and the Dodgers to kind of take over and things there. Uh, we might be starting to see signs of it, uh, you know, cracks and chinks in the armor. I guess maybe of Colorado three and seven. Colorado is in their last ten. Yeah, Mike, let me ask you this, man. Toronto yeah. seven, ten, ten and seventeen, eight and a half games back out of first place. Uh, this is a situation. You know something? This reminds me a lot, and I I, I brought it up on uh, on Jim Williams' show the other night uh, on the Touch Them All program over on CLW eighty three. Um, uh, this reminds me a lot of the Angels from last season when they first started. I think you've got so many new players uh, over there trying to get all the, the the wheels working together, trying to find the chemistry, and I think that's what this is all about. Uh, I think it's I think it's a very similar situation to Anaheim. Uh, I think they'll probably get their act together. I think there's way too much talent uh, on that team, uh, at least on paper there is. Um, so I think you're going to see them get it together. It's just a matter of when. And whether it's going to be too late at that point to be able to come back. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. It's still early on, Mike, so anything can happen. Absolutely. Um, two things I'm going to throw out there. Just got two reports here, Mike. Uh, Leroy Butler, former Packers, said yep. that uh, a speaking engagement that he was scheduled to do at a church was canceled after he tweeted and supported Jason Collins for coming out and saying that he was homosexual. Wow. And also a report just coming in from the Milwaukee, Wisconsin Journal Sentinel. Um, big debate, of course, as always, over HGH in football. An anonymous player quoted saying he re- uh, about he estimated that at least between 10 to 15 players on each NFL team is using the banned substance. That's not news. No, it's not. <laughs> but, but 10 to 15 on each team, Mike. Yeah, well, like I said, that that's not news. A lot of players. It is a lot of players, and I think is uh, two things we're going to have to touch on Thursday. Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. Here Last we go. Be Friday. I'm sorry. Friday. I was thinking of our good friends over at Sports Blogger Radio, who will be with us tomorrow. tomorrow. 
tomorrow. That's right. Tomorrow. So, John, Scott, get me your show, man. Have to see if we want to, uh, for Friday, we have to see if we want to get Jim in here to talk about that, all the HGH and PED stuff, because God knows I know how much he loves talking about that in baseball. Yeah, if Jim isn't busy, we will <laughs> most likely have him. So, Jim, the invitation <laughs> is there. You let me know, man. Uh, Jim, well, that's it for today's show. Let's talk about this week. Coming up well, next week. Yeah, we got a we got a big one, don't we? We got a very very big week. On Monday, we're going to be joined by WIFL owner and our very good friend Ray Blanchett, um, coming off the Lakeland, Florida tryouts this weekend. Um, going to find out about those Giants, see how they went, and also uh, talk about the future of the WIFL. Could have some announcements as well. See what happens there. On Wednesday, the eighth at twelve fifteen, we'll be joined by CSN Philly sports anchor John Borick to talk about the NHL playoffs and Philadelphia Flyers hockey. Mike, yes. will Golov be back next season? What's the future look like for your Flyers? We'll find yeah. out from John Borick. That's and gonna I'm be sure good. Looking you're very happy about that one. Yeah, I am. And also on Friday is our one hundredth episode here on Fan Junkies Radio. It's our wow. show, Mike. Wow, that's a, you know that's to me. It, it, my my head spins every time I think about that. Yeah, we do have some guests lined up. I know our very good friend here at the Fan Junkies Radio, former NBA player Chucky Brown, yeah. is be rejoining us. One of our favorite guests, as well as former NHL referee Kerry Frazier, and it also looks like we might be um, being joined by a current NFL player, Mike. Right. Very happy about that. He is with the Washington Redskins, and that's kicker Billy Cundiff. Right. Not one hundred percent. But it is 99% at the moment. Don't wait uh, on that one, right. We're also going to be talking about some of our favorite guests, some of our favorite shows, and we might even be playing some sound clips from yeah. certain shows. Right. We're going to have some clips on that one from some of the some of the really, really good, uh, some of the more entertaining uh, kinds of uh, interviews that we've done over the first uh, 99 shows. Mike, I cannot believe it's 100. Holy Absolutely. Man. We've been going at this almost a year now, Mike. Just want to let everybody know, we have a long list of guests that we are going to thank on our 100th episode, as well as people who have helped Fan Junkies grow to where it is today. So we will be talking sports next Friday for our 100th episode, but it's going to be more of us talking and celebrating our 100th episode. Two-hour program. Two-hour special, May 10th, starting at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Fan Junkies Radio, your network, your radio show. It's going to be fun, man. I'm excited, Mike. I can't yeah, believe it. So am I. So am I. Can't I. Believe, man. It's, uh, it's going to be a good, good spring and summer. Next week is going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal week for Fan Junkies Radio. So, once again, tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, join us right here for Sports Blogger Radio with John Leary and Scott Blooney as John wears his New York Yankees hat to talk Boston sports. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, fronthousesports.net. FanJunkies.net, get over there, check out the great content, sign up at FanJunkies.net, and support us. It's free. Absolutely. And pass it up. It's great, great stuff. I want to send out a thank you to Sidekick for calling in today and talking Tim Tebow with us and Native American with us. Yes. Good show today, Mike. It was. It's over already. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. It went very fast. It went as the show could possibly go, as fast as an hour could possibly go, Mike. Yep. But once again, stay tuned for Sports Blogger Radio tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Time here on Fan Junkies Radio. And Mike and I will see you on Friday. Catch you then. Keep it real. <laughs>